This episode is brought to you by marketing consulting firm, the Bonafide Lyrics and Marketing, LLC, where creativity meets business. You can check us out at www.theblm.com for more information on how we help local artists and creatives maximize their business presence. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah. It's the All Love, No Fear Podcast. Hey. It's hey. the All Love, No Fear Podcast. Hey. Check hey. us out. Hey. It's the All Love, Oh, No Fear Podcast. Podcast. Uh-huh, podcast. uh-huh. All Love, Oh, No Fear Podcast. Hey. Fifty-fourth Independence Day to the greatest land in all of the world, my home forever and ever, Barbados. Just had to give you guys a little uh, national anthem. Um, I haven't sung it in forever, so pardon me if I didn't get it all the way right. Um, but yeah, Did, do you hear that music? Do you hear? Do you hear how excellently they are playing? Good God! <laughs> hey, that band, whoever's playing that, they are getting to it. That's okay, right. getting to it. Hey, but yes. Happy Independence Day to Barbados. Um, our Independence Day, November 30th, 1966. Fun fact about our anthem, it wasn't our original anthem. Uh, from 1958 to 1962, Barbados was part of something called the West Indies Federation with a bunch of other islands, including Trinidad. And the anthem was actually supposed to be forged from the love of liberty, which is actually now the national anthem of Trinidad. But I guess when we decided to move towards independence and out of the Federation, we made our own thing. So this anthem was written by Irving Burgey and the music was composed by C. Van Roland Edwards, in case you wanted to know. I think I think it's interesting how like most of our like alma maters and they all have like that same like tone to it. Uh-huh. And like <laughs> it, it gives a slight pomp and circumstance. Yeah, like all our alma maters is just all that has that same that same vibe to it. Mm. I'm waiting for the, the 
after 2000s album artists start coming out when colleges that came out after 2000. Let's see, <laughs> see how they sound. That's fine. I, I don't know. I don't even know what my college's alma mater sounds like, to be completely honest with you. Disrespectful. It's the truth. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. It's just we, We're big with our alma maters. Yeah, I remember when Mark came to my master's graduation and they were playing the alma mater and all of us was just kind of like, okay. And Mark was like, what is wrong with you people? What kind of? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> and I remember Sarah was there too. And they, the two of y'all were just disgusted. Like, look at these people. Look at these people. They don't even know their college's alma mater. I'm like, people yeah. know that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No pride. No pride. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Hofstra's um, <laughs> mascot is the pride. It's the pride of lions. So you would but think. Apparently, y'all don't know the alma mater. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I couldn't we, tell you to this day what it sounds like. A single lyric, nothing. I've heard. Know. We've heard the alma mater beaten to our ears freshman year of college. Oh, Hampton. Listen, I don't. I couldn't tell you what happened. Let me look it up right now because I don't even know what Hofstra's alma mater is. To be 100% honest with you, I don't even know. I couldn't tell you what it sounded like if someone was playing it. Nothing. I've got nothing. Hmm. It's called Blue and Gold, apparently. Um, oh, yeah. Let me play a little YouTube, see if I know what this is. This is ours. I feel like all the Almaters. <laughs> I'm like, let me play Hostras. Let me see if it's hitting the same. <laughs> it might not be. Let me turn my sound on. Oh, I, I can look up this way, so you can play. You can play it through the headphones. Yeah. I, I apologize. I know this is a weird start rally to Almaters internet. Like, y'all don't care about this. Let's move on. <laughs> they care. They, care. <laughs> they don't care. No, I want to hear the Hostas one now, like for real, because Hampton sounds real nice. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, it's mine. It's mine. It's mine. Garbage. Of course it's okay. Because we changed it. Like yeah. we had one for a while, and then in 2016, um, one of the students in the music department like wrote a new one, mm-hmm. and they've been doing that one ever since. So I'm like, the words seem nice, but can't tell you what it sounds like. It's called Blue and Gold. And the- this gonna be alright. I like it. Where minds are filled with wonder and hearts are full of pride, there stands our alma mater, so radiant to shine, nurturing thy scholars like parents raise their young. Dear Hofstra, we are grateful, and thus we thank thee for inspiring us and guiding us. New Age Anthem. Yes, it's a New Age Anthem. Man, I'm here for it. My anthem. college is new. My college ain't even 100 years old. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> what, what's what like how old you go? Like, hey, young college. You can get out here. You're young college. Listen, it's not my fault, okay? College teenager. No, my college is 80, 75. It's a teenager. Shush. <laughs> <laughs> my college was founded in 1935, so whatever that is. It ain't going to puberty yet. You're rude. And I don't have time. <laughs> That's that's the actual truth. To be completely honest with you, I don't have time. And my college is eighty-five. Don't do me. Your grandfather's older than my college, but that's neither here nor there. Neither Did you go through yet? Yeah, I go through puberty. I'm tired of you. We gonna be a hundred soon enough. 
<laughs> Soon enough. All right. Um. Well, greetings to everybody after our long introduction of alma maters. Yes. And in the independence. Uh, yes. Yes. If anthems. you're listening to this, happy Tuesday. We're recording this on Monday, November 30th, which, like I said, is Barbados's Independence Day. So that's why we opened. Happy December. We're in December the, 1st now. By the, the thing, time you, you hear know. this. Word. Happy December. All right. This Christmas. year's almost over. Year's almost over. 2020 Praise is about ready to God. be thrown in the garbage. From whom all blessings flow. Um, If you hear rain in the background, I apologize. I think it should be blocked out just in case. Just understand. Yeah, it's raining, it's raining hella hard out here. raining mad hard. You and we're by the window, so yeah, there's not really a lot we can do yeah, about you it. You about to get all this, all these droplets. Hmm. <laughs> Raindrops keep falling on my um, head. But yeah, that's what's up. Um, shout out to everybody on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, website. I'm not saying anymore. I'm done. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you gotta relax, my guy. You gotta Season chill. Season three, episode 18. <laughs> you gotta chill. Yeah, don't, you don't I'm, have to be I'm like I'm this. not doing all this. You don't have uh, to be like this. You could just, you could just be someone different. <laughs> um, how are you doing? How's, how's, you, you going all right? I'm good. I'm good. I'm I'm like I think I'm in a slight daze. Like I'm not really sure like and I'm sure a lot of people are feeling this way. Like I'm not 100% sure what day it is a lot of the time. I'm not 100% sure like where we are with anything. Like life like I'm just like what's going on? Huh? Huh? Okay. Yeah. That's how I kind of feel. Like I'm just I'm just kind of like making it through each day, but like I'm not 100% sure what's happening a lot of the time. And right. time is just passing by so fast. I'm like weeks go by so quickly i just be like oh like i'll have something on my to-do list for like two weeks because the time just went by so fast and i never got to it and i forgot about it and then i remember it again and then i forgot i'm like i've been thinking about doing this thing for like two three weeks now yeah like what's what's going on but the time is going by so quickly and so much is happening i don't even have time to like think on a, on a good side we'll soon have a couch yes god and then we can start doing podcasts from the couch Yes, God, as opposed to our dining room table. Yes. Yeah. It's be awesome. Delivery ticket for taking a long time. That's why this couch thing. But um, let's move on. Let's get right into it. We are 10 minutes in. I'm going to go right into our love it or, or lose it. it. Hey, love it or lose it. Hey, 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 love it or lose it. Hey, love it or lose it. Hey, love it. Hey, love it. Hey, love it. Hey, love it. Or lose it. Lose it. Lose it. Lose it. Hey, 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 love it. Love it, love it, hey, 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 lose it, lose it, lose it, hey, 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 hey. All right, um, <laughs> why are we coming up with these song remixes? I, I gotta go back and listen to like the first podcast and figure out what the original take on this song was because clearly we've given you about 50 variations since. Yeah, yeah, y'all gonna get this different one every time. Yeah, because it's it's a mood type of thing. You know what I mean? It's a mood. I just make sure I catch certain things. Certain things people want to hear. Certain parts of it. Apparently, right. Um, one friend has said that they're upset if I don't give. I don't add the haze. So I have to add the haze. And I've I realized that the haze are important. Yes, the haze are important. <laughs> Apparently, this is a very catchy song. Um, <laughs> I did not did not know that, but you know, we out here get. I guess you know. All right, so Love It or Lose It for Season 3, Episode 18 of the All Love, No Fear podcast with your host, KB and Metapoetic. Yeah, because we ain't introduced ourselves. Hey, you know, it's whatever. People, <laughs> listen, if you listen to this podcast, you know what it is. Just, like, do your Googles. It, yeah. it say what it is. Come on. Um, Love It or Lose It for this time is on Breakfast Starches. I guess Breakfast Main Starches. Just, you'll hear choices. I'm All right. All right. Love It or Lose It is you have four choices. Like, I don't know where you're you going with this. You have four choices. Only one person usually knows what the four choices are. Today, you, have that's choose, you have to choose one that you will lose, throw away, never see again, and one you will love, hold on to, never let go. And the four choices are 
pancakes, waffles, crepes, and muffins. Hmm. Pancakes, waffles, crepes, muffins. I haven't figured out mine yet, so I'm still trying. I was still trying to figure out what mine is. Um, Decisions, decisions, decisions. Lose it first. Eh, I'm going to have to go with a muffin. Boo. What? I mean, muffins are cool. I like muffins. I eat muffins. But if I'm like out somewhere, at like a buffet, for example, i.e. when, you know, outside was open, um, and they had waffles, crepes, pancakes, and muffins, I'm not going to the muffins. I'm just not. Correct. I'm going to get one of those other things. I agree. If I'm sitting down, mm. muffins are not, not getting. But I think I, I'm eating muffins more times out the year. Yeah, I mean, muffins are a great <laughs> on-the-go situation. I'm eating muffins more times out the year. Yeah, muffins are a great on-the-go situation. But, see, my problem with muffins is that there's crumbs. It gets messy. Trying to, It's hard to eat a muffin in public. Um, only because we're eating on the go. Yes, and I just I and like you eating, can't eat that on the go. I mean, you can if you had like one of them waffles where it's like the waffle maker lets you pull the waffle apart, and no, you can t- eat it like strips. Then you could you can pull that off. Okay, maybe you, you can pull that off. But it depends on the type of waffle because we have a waffle maker. Like if you make it like it, it makes it in such a way that like you can separate yeah. the waffle into separate pieces. But if it's like a like you can't just pull it like a big old ego and start eating that. Like that looks a little, that yeah. looks a little nuts. And we and we 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 also eat waffles and pancakes without syrup. Yes, yes. That's not most people. Right, right. Nothing's wrong with us. It's just syrup isn't always necessary. It's, it's okay. too much sugar sometimes. Most of the time. Yeah. So, yeah, I think muffins would be my losing. Even though. I feel like that's the, I think the worst thing that we said. <laughs> Probably it's like we don't eat waffles. <laughs> <They're> like, excuse <laughs> me. We, we don't eat waffles and. <laughs> pancakes without syrup i feel like that's the most weirdest thing people heard i mean listen sometimes it's not necessary sometimes yeah. the pancake or the waffle is sweet enough yeah with what they already have on it like when did we go um for our anniversary when we went for brunch chocolat chocolat is a black owned um restaurant in manhattan i think it's on it's in the 120s i want to say like 122nd and um uh what's that street Adam Clayton Powell, I think. Mm-hmm. But just do your Google. Chocolat, basically chocolate chocolate without the E at the end, if you want to check it out. But they have their, their famous red velvet pancakes. And the pancakes are, they already have like a cream cheesy type of syrupy topping on top of them. So it being red velvet, which is already, you know, pretty sweet. Not like super sugary, but already sweet because it's basically cake in a pancake. And then the topping there is no need for syrup yeah there's absolutely but, no need but let's let's be honest even if it's not that we make when we make waffles and pancakes at home we, we don't put it on a still yeah not really like even, <laughs> like, with, even and, and that's all three of us yeah avery doesn't eat things with syrup and we don't either so we like we all be like it's too much yeah it's just it's just <laughs> and i'm a sugar lover i wouldn't even like pretend about that but i'm like syrup just it just takes it too far to me like and i feel like i haven't quite figured out the right proportion of syrup for it to like not overwhelm the pancake and make it too sweet so i just have stopped bothering to put it on there yeah if i go to ihop i I use i use syrup because i don't know if the pancakes are good enough without it but see when i go to ihop i usually get pancakes that have some type of syrupy situation happening already yeah 
like those strawberry banana ones like they they kind of chef up the banana so it's yeah, already like a little for, something for the, on there for those yes i'm yeah. talking about like plain the pancakes that come with like a meal okay yeah i might yeah. throw a little syrup the, on those yeah, they're, 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 not, they're, not, they're not usually good by themselves yeah but like pancakes that have other stuff happening like i never put syrup on it yeah and waffles most of the time i think i only put syrup on waffles if i'm eating chicken and waffles because i feel like syrup like penetrates the waffles too quick and then it gets soggy and i kind of like it especially if it, the waffle has a crisp on the outside i don't want to put that on there and it gets weird like i'll only do it if i'm eating chicken and waffles because then i'm like the chicken the waffle and the syrup all kind of go together to make yeah. it like one bite but if i'm eating breakfast with just the waffle i'm not gonna put no syrup on it Right. Yeah, I think you know muffins is hard for me to say it's my lose it because I feel like muffin has a lot more flavor mm-hmm. options than Correct. the others. Um, but yeah, out of the, out of the four, muffins is my is my lose it. What about you, sir? The funny thing, I'm I'm still trying to figure it out. So oh. we, we just spent like five minutes having <laughs> a sidebar about syrup, and you still ain't come up I'm with nothing. T- Pull it together. Maybe crepes. I beg your pardon. I like crepes. I think I crepes beg your African American pardon. What? <laughs> yeah, I like crepes. I think crepes are cool. I don't know if I like them more than everything else. Explain. I like pancakes more. I like waffles more. Like what have crepes ever done to you? But showing you a good time. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm trying to get to the bottom of. Like, like I, I like them a lot. It's just yeah, not enough. <laughs> I think every time I have a crepe, I'm always like, "That's it." <laughs> That's all, that's all you got. That's all you got. Every time I have crepes, I'm always like, "Oh, that, that's it." That's what. I feel like I'm, 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 I'm eating, I'm eating flavorful air. Flavorful air. <laughs> that like air that 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 someone's. Oh. I'm eating air that someone sprayed pancake smell on it. Oh, I hate you so much. I can't. Stand someone someone it. had a can of pancake smell sprayed in the air, and I just slept that up. <laughs> <laughs> So why was you trying to go to that great place the other day? What were you hoping to see? For you. <laughs> you like grapes. I do, but it, I didn't realize you felt this underwhelmed by them. I I'm would just, never I'm invite just, you to a great place if I'm, I knew you were this underwhelmed. I'm not. I don't. Like I said, I don't dislike them. It's you, just you just feel like it's 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 perpetrating a fraud. No, it's just compared to the other three, it's just not as good. Okay, that's fine. But that but you know, I'm, I'm I'm always willing to try things. I will give you that. I'm, you more, I'm, I'm more willing to try things than you are. Yeah, you're very advent- You're far more adventurous with food than me. <laughs> far like, more. You're like, I like what I like. That's it. I don't understand. <laughs> like, what's the point of reinventing the wheel? I this like what I like, <laughs> and that's the end of that. Like, what's why? Why try to make things difficult? Just let me like, like what I like. I'll go to any on. restaurant as long as the food's not trying to kill me. I won't. Yeah, as long as the food's not trying to kill me, I'll try at any restaurant. I won't try anything. I, I need to do some vetting. Um, there need to be reviews. I need. Like, I'll, I need I'll, to do full research, and I'll like, still go there. Like, mm. like I'll I'll go. I'll, I probably won't come back again if it's trash. <laughs> but I'll I'll, I'll 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 give it at least initial. initial. Now, like, there's some things I've looked at the menu, and I'm like, I'm never going in there because there's nothing I want. They don't have anything in there that I want to eat. The reason I, I've been surprised, mate. Like, I'm not a steak person, but Fogo de Chao is awesome. Fogo de Chao is everything. Yeah, but I, but you know I'm not a steak. I'm not that. You're, like, I'm you're not, not like, that guy. like you're not a meat person. That was like a lot. That. That's a lot of steak. Yeah, it's that's a lot. A lot. Of, like I just saw like meat, 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 meat. I was like, all right, this is a lot. No, it's a little ridiculous. <laughs> I'm not. I ain't even gonna lie to you. Like I feel like people tried to explain to me what it was like, and I was like, nah, I don't understand. Because I just was like, what do you mean? Like I've been to an Argentinian steakhouse before, 
But like, I don't feel like it was like that. Like, I feel like I had a moment to breathe between. Like, nah, was, every time I turned around, they were bringing stuff at Fogo to Chow. I was like, it was, but, it was but I just, but, but, I, huh? but Fogo to Chow was awesome because, like, the chicken options are good. And yeah. the um, and the salad bar was great. Yeah. Because we had friends there who were vegetarian and friends who were, like, you know, kind of trying to watch their diet and not have a bunch of meat. So people really did have um, a good selection from which to choose. And while it's not a cheap meal... Um, I feel like everyone left feeling like they got their money's worth. Yeah. Like they gave us desserts. They gave us um what's what's that drink they made? Caparinas, which are delicious by the way. Let me tell you. Huh. And they had them with the flavors too. My guy. Yeah, Fogo de Chao is is a lit experience if yeah. you want to if you feel comfortable going but outside. It's I, I, I would never choose that place myself. Okay. That's I, would, valid. I, I know your place. I, I would never usually choose that place just based off the menu. Because it doesn't seem like I think about went I would say, oh, okay. So, like, I'll, 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 I'm good at like experience, I'll experience different things because I could have a good experience. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. I aspire to be more open minded like you. Yeah. Like, you know, I go to a lot of places because you like it. You love me. I love you. Yeah. Some, but, like, sometimes, I'm like, oh, okay, it's cool. Like, I don't, I, I don't go to steakhouses for nothing. I would, like, yeah, you're never. I, 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 I never choose that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I feel like whenever I'm like in charge of organizing where we go, I never choose a steakhouse because I'm like Mark don't want nothing in here. But so, I, but I'll, you, you can choose. You I'll would, go. You, I know you would go, but I'm like this isn't your idea of a good time. Like I'm in there getting my life. You're just like I mean, all right. I mean, all right. What are we chicken? <laughs> what are your chicken options? We don't come to the Peter Lugers <laughs> for chicken options, sir. It's not what you come here for. Bet you don't, they don't even sell no chicken in there. It's steak, steak, and more steak. That's what that's what people come there for. Get you some steak. They might be able to let you get a shrimp off, but that's it. I, th- I think steak is very fatty. I think it's what it is. That's the best part. I get it. You like fatty? I don't. I feel as if like I feel as if I'm just I'm just eating away, eat, eating eating myself to death. But <laughs> 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 I go eat steak. Not eating yourself to death. <laughs> I feel like I'm eating I myself can't. to death. So when I was eating that steak and eggs the other day, you were like, "Look at her eating herself." <laughs> no, I, I feel that way for me. I don't. I, I, don't I, I really don't think that about other people. But I, I feel like <sighs> as I'm eating it and like how I feel like I'm chewing, I'm always like, "Am I body a cow right now?" Because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's more than a bit of cow. I can't. Started chewing. That's fine. <laughs> I think that you, I think you're not you like you. I guess you didn't really grow up doing a lot of red meat, so it's just a challenge for you to like eat it because you're not used to eating it yeah yeah i i like i ate a fair amount of everything as a kid when it comes to meat so i i, 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 I like, a lot red more meat th- is like all right it's great i eat a lot more chicken and fish and that's yeah a, and you, you don't eat fish like that so it's like i don't be liking fish i know so it's like I'm th- i think i'm fished out i think you know why because in barbados flying fish is like the main protein in meals and i think because i ate flying fish for probably five out of seven days I'm not into I'm fished out. I'm, <laughs> I am fished out. Like whenever I go out to like, like when outside was open and we would go to like catering halls for like weddings and different events and they would be like, oh, but the fit girl, what's the chicken? What's the steak? Because I, for 16 years, I ate fish weekly. Yeah. I, I'm fished out. I can't. I can't do it no more. Yeah. I, I think um, fish was... Um I'll, I'll have fish once in a while. Like I've I've had um like I'll, I'll do sushi and like I, like you know I don't, I don't do any of those things. I'm like like unless I'm I don't go out with anybody else. Yeah, that, that part. <laughs> I, I, like I, I don't hang, I don't hang, I don't go out to eat with my friends like that. 
You should you should find some eating friends so you can, so you <laughs> so can you eat things that they, you like. They all married. They go with their family. I don't know what to tell you. I don't. I don't have the answers. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what to tell you. I'm just saying. Because <laughs> like you tried to gas me on sushi and I tried and I was like, Ugh. yeah, disgusting. Yeah. But people swear it's it's the bomb. Like my friend used to when we used to work together, she used to get sushi for lunch every day, and I would just be like, it's disgusting. Like it's just. Yeah. There's just so much textures and I think weirdness. Like, I think you like the rolls, though. You had a California roll? It was alright. It's not something I would bust down again. Like, if I was hungry and I saw it, sure. But it's not something I'm clamoring to eat again. Yeah. So, what you love it? Hmm. I think it's pancakes. Okay. Um, because I feel like pancakes have a you can do a lot with a pancake. Like pancakes are very like blank slate. They're just flat and doughy and delightful. And you can put stuff in it. Like you can put blueberries. You can put chocolate chips. You can put you can put whatever you want in there. And then you can top it with whatever delightfulness you want to, um, and go to town. Um, I don't know. There's just because sometimes I don't always want like a cr- like if I want a waffle, I want it to be crunchy. And sometimes I don't want crunch. Sometimes I want soft and fluffy. And so I think pancakes, pancakes kind of do that for me. They give me they give me the tr- and they're very filling. Like I can eat pancakes and be good off that. Of course, when I go to IHOP, I'm greedy and I get like the eggs and the, the hash browns and the whole shebang because I mean, it's IHOP. But I feel like pancakes I could eat and be like, I don't need nothing else. Like they're just they just they just do what I they just give me what I need. They give me buttery, they give me fluffy, they give me they give me hearty, and then they give me like, you know, filling topping options for days. So I think pancakes are my love it. I was considering crepes, but I ain't never been full from a crepe in my life. So That's what I'm trying to tell you. But I do like crepes, so I like the texture of no, them. They're, I think they're, they're great. Cool. Just... But, yeah. I'm like I had to think about it. I'm like, have you ever gotten full from just crepes, Kristen? No. Nope, never. So yeah, even though crepes are delightful, let me yes, tell you. Yes, it's just this is pancake flavored air. Um, <laughs> my love it is a, is a waffle. Okay. Um, well, I I think you can do all those things you said with pancakes with waffles. Um, I don't know. I feel like and, and waffles like, get to get soggy when you get all that. And and I've, I I, I think I like all textures of waffles. Okay. And all sizes of waffles. Mm-hmm. I think all I've never like. Had a texture of size. I was like, hey. okay. I, I like I like the big gigantic waffles. Mm-hmm. I like the medium waffles. I like the little small waffles. Crispy waffles, soft waffles. Like all, all waffles are cool with me. That's fine. Your your daughter shares your sentiments. Yes, waffles are are her vibe. Yes. Um, I've had some bad pancakes. I've had I've had a bad waffle. How do you how do you have a bad pancake? What, I don't know. what is a bad <laughs> pancake? <laughs> How does one like? Uh, is it burnt? Is it too? Is it not cooked all the way through? Like what? Ma- what made it bad? Yeah, actually. Yeah. Well, burnt pancakes are not a vibe. Those are not great. But, but, but both those things. Neither one is great, to be honest with you. I I, I have had. A, a, a I've had an overcooked waffle and it wasn't as bad. Nah. What? Well, for to me, I feel like waffles have like a perfect cook, and then after that, you need to throw that in the garbage because I'm not. I'm not going to eat that. <laughs> in the garbage. And, and even like waffles, that toasted waffles, I'm still okay. I'm still cool with. 
Yeah, I'll bust down an egg on a second. I would not do it those with toasted pancake. Get them toasted pancakes out of here. Yeah, pancake. I feel like pancakes aren't a dish that translate well from frozen to, to like toaster. Like pancakes have to be freshly made. Yeah, it's just I because I remember I what did I buy? Was it Trader Joe's brand? I think I bought some Trader Joe's brand like silver dollar pancakes one time, and, and I was and, like, I, and I said, hey, you shouldn't do that. But I wanted to see, and I like Trader Joe's things, so I was like, oh, okay, this is gonna like, be lit. Eh, and right, it, yeah. it wasn't. I was like, ooh, never again. I'll never. I was like, Pancakes are never good to go. Because you know what? Most, I do waffles to go. Most of the Trader Joe's products I get are a hit. So I expected the same thing. That was the first Trader Joe's product that ever underwhelmed me. I was like, oh my God. No. This is awful. Just awful. I think I think I've tried um pan- on the go pancakes maybe twice in my life as a ch- like when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, this this is I see what's happening here. Let's let's yeah. just stop this in my it's life. Garbage. Mm-mm. Wouldn't recommend. On the go pancakes are always trash. No, nah, it's it's garbage. I mean, it's great, <laughs> like in theory, to have like a silver dollar size pancake that you can like hold in your hand and kind of munch on while you're wherever. But not them frozen joints that you need to put in an oven or a toaster to heat up. Don't do it. Just make some at your house because it's mm-hmm. it's you're in for a world of disappointment. I'm yeah. still mad to this day. And apparently what I didn't know is that I could have taken them back to Trader Joe's, but I think I was just so upset I threw them in the garbage. I just was like, I can't even. I think I found out after the fact that I could have taken them back, even opened up, and they would take it. But I think I was just so mad. I was like, in the garbage it goes. Yeah. All right. Yes. That is love it or Or lose it. it. Hey, love it or lose it. Hey, 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 love it or lose it. Hey, love Love it. it. Oh, hey, 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 the sugar is hyping you right now. Um, so what I want to talk about today um, is something that I discovered on the internet like this year that I didn't realize it was a thing. But, you know, I've been home. I've had time to be on the internet and discover that it is, in fact, a thing. So there is a movement, uh, so to speak. I guess that's the best word to describe it. If there's another word, folks who are familiar can correct me but there's a, a movement called ADOS or American Descendants of Slaves and basically um, they have like a whole website and a whole you know breakdown of who they are what they want what their agenda is etc cetera, etc cetera. and um, I kind of wanted to talk about it because I just there's a, there's a lot of things I find interesting about it and um, I've seen a lot of very interesting tweets um, with the hashtag ADOS and stuff like that, especially this year being an election year and the conversations people were having about what should or shouldn't be on the black agenda. What is the black agenda? Who is included in the black agenda, et cetera, et cetera. So I just wanted to like get into that a little bit because like I promise you before 2020, I had no idea what ADOS was. I was I, I think I kept seeing it one time and I finally Googled it and was like, what is this? And I realized that it's a movement made up of individuals who are American descendants of slaves. And essentially what that means is people who are living in this country, who were born in this country, whose lineage 
can be traced back to slavery in this country. So not me. Um, my lineage is slaves, just not here. But perhaps Mark, other people who have, you know, generations back of um, American uh, ancestry in this country. American chattel slavery. America, yes, American chattel slavery. Yes. So, um, yeah, uh, I wanted to just kind of, I guess, from your perspective uh, as an American descendant of slavery, like, what are your thoughts on the fact that this is like, uh, and I, I don't know if movement is the right, oh, they say movement on their website, so that's correct. Uh, what your thoughts are about the movement itself? Like, is it something that you feel is necessary? Do you feel like it's something that people who are American descendants of slavery who don't know about it should possibly uh, consider becoming a part of supporting whatever the case is? Like, I guess, what are your what are your thoughts on it as a person who qualifies for the group? Because I don't qualify. I can't join. According to what they say on their little website, but we're going to talk about it in a second. Go ahead. So... I think that the movement comes from how America has treated um, African Americans mm -hmm. and ADOS people. Yes, ADOS people, yes. Yes. Um, I think it comes from that. So, and also, and, and like it, it comes from a lot of things. It comes from this is something that America had an issue with, mm -hmm. with slavery. So, we had an issue with slavery, how they how they treated us and everything. And we were born here. We built this country and we did all these things. And this, I think this sentiment comes from how it seems like even though this is a problem that was just never ever resolved, mm -hmm. that everything else seems to be jumping ahead of us. And so, for instance, there, there's an issue with how America treats immigrants, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. There's an issue with how Americans treat people who have accents. Mm -hmm. There's an issue with how Americans treat um, people from different religions. Mm -hmm. um, there's an issue with different things, right? Mm -hmm. The big issue that um, we have is that we all we want to do is at least be treated as it i i think the the movement concern is that you're treating us as if we do, we're not from here right <laughs> and you're not and putting respect on we're, we're what, here. what we've done that has put you in the position to be where you are correct like we're, we're treated as not an american in terms right. of everything the things that we contribute aren't american they're separate from everything right. else. Right. Our, our culture is not American culture. Right. <laughs> and that is where I think everything comes from. Now, the the um the way that it's treated in terms of other black people from other countries is because because of this um way that um Americans have treated black people from America, they have relayed this image of how we are. Mm -hmm. This false image of how we are 
um, how we react to things, who who we are, and everything. So, all the people from other countries have a view of us, and we're treated as the least of all the black people. And because of how America puts this image out, we're treated as the least not only from Americans but from other black people, from other cultures. So we we so. Black Americans constantly feel like we're put on the back burner all the time Mm -hmm. and everything. Now, it is true that how people view them, like a lot of people don't know the difference between different kinds of black people. Mm -hmm. They just know, they just know black is black. Mm -hmm. They don't know there's blacks from West Indians. And Mm -hmm. and I I guess from New York, it's a little different because we have so many other cultures in New York. I think down south and even the West Coast, I realized that most of the black people there are black Americans. Right. So their 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 thought pattern is probably a little different. Yes, like they 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 because everybody is more homogenous in terms of being ADOS. Like when they come to other areas like New York and see other like black people that aren't necessarily American, like it's like a shock almost. I don't, I don't think it's a shock as much as I I I guess. I guess the um, I, I, was, I was mentioning this before. Mm-hmm. So the problem is is like we're we're treated as like the most difficult, the people who are the most we're treated as if we're lazy. We mm-hmm. are asking for things out of order and everything mm-hmm. from there. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, if there is a we we had an issue with um the guy who betrayed Martin Luther King in the, in the movie um what was it Selma, Selma. Mm-hmm. because he wasn't black American because we're like all right you have a black American hero mm-hmm. and you won't choose a black American to to betray them yeah which which and, I agree with the with the critique of that correct and and, and 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 it's happened multiple times yeah. It's happened multiple times where, like, there'll be a black Harriet Tubman. Harriet, same thing. Yeah, Harriet. She's she's British. Um, Twelve years a slave. He's British, I believe, yeah. as well. So, like, it's it's just a lot of times when, um, so that that's usually where the it's it's like we rather use non-black Americans, and I, I feel as if people hate us are mm-hmm. constantly fighting mm-hmm. to be accepted as there, and now. Instead of using us now that it's becoming more popular to be black and have black and things, they're going around us mm-hmm. for everything. So, like, now it's popular to have black things. So, instead of using us still, mm-hmm. they're still going to go around us. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, I agree with that as a, as a prospect, as a concept. Like, a figure as important to American history and to African-American progression in this country as Martin Luther King, it should have been a black American actor who played him in a movie that was on the scale of Selma. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me that of all the black American actors that exist, and I think on this, we talked about this on the podcast before about why uh, British actors get chosen more. Yeah, yeah. Um, we get, get chosen more. I think they, they, char- they charge less. Yeah, they, they charge, they cost less. And they usually have far more extensive acting training um, in terms of because that documentary we were watching where yeah. they were talking about, you know, like how they go to like, you know, the, they do musical theater and they do Shakespeare and they do all this other type of stuff. So they're a lot more well-rounded as actors in terms of their experience than the average American 
actor. That's I guess, what I guess, I guess in terms of average, yes. Yes. And, and I, the only reason why, it, I guess, I think even the reason why it comes off that way is because the actors come here. Meaning, if it was, if, if someone was actually doing a push for black American actors in other places, mm-hmm. then even though if, if, if it was a small population, it would seem like a lot of them if they all pushed to went there. Right. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that doesn't mean that there's probably more British mm-hmm. who have that acting career. It's just all of them together decided to come to America. Yeah, because they... Because <laughs> I think that whatever so, that documentary was we were watching, I think they were saying that basically they come here because there's more opportunities for acting jobs here for black than people. for black people than there are in in England. Yeah. So a lot of them come here and you know it's like you like on one hand I get that they are not running from oppression because that's a little dramatic, but they are removing themselves from an environment that doesn't serve them professionally to come to one that does. But in them doing that, it pushes out the people who are already here who are working even though they may not have the same access to the same training and the this and the that there are still plenty of black american actors who are great actors but they just never they just never get the push because all these british actors and when these british actors come they don't go anywhere Correct. like idris elba's been out here forever yeah okay and i promise you i thought idris elba was american the whole time he was on the wire and then I saw an interview and I was like, why is he talking like that? Mm-hmm. And that's when I figured out he was British. I never knew he was British up until and he was literally playing an American character on the wire for like, what, three, four seasons. So it's just like we talked about this before, too. I think the kid that plays on all, not kid, he's a grown man. The guy that plays on All American, um, he's British, didn't mm-hmm. even know that. Um, and I'm just like, not not to be shady, but. A role like that, you trying to tell me there was not nary one black American actor that y'all could find to play a black kid yeah. from from Crenshaw? Like so and and this kind of plays into why like this they they started this narrative that black people act too much and they want to act for work for free. Right. That, that's where this narrative came from. Because mm-hmm. it's it's annoying. And I understand. I understand what history says. I understand what um what history has constantly said that they don't care about us and everything, but mm-hmm. it's kind of annoying that we have to fight mm-hmm. <laughs> for everything. Mm-hmm. And it's annoying that like, we, like we're like, can we just get the same privileges as other white Americans? Can, mm-hmm. we, can we have those same privileges of mm-hmm. like, we, we, can we, can we, we don't, we don't have American privilege. Mm-hmm. And I think that is the core of it. Okay. We have zero American like privilege. Mm-hmm. We have zero American privilege, even though we're American. Right. And I feel as if I think that is what the concern, right. the problem is, and and like, and I think that is where the core of the problem. Yeah. And is. when you frame it like that, it does it makes sense why when they see black people from other places coming and getting the treatment they feel that they should get, they're like, well, what the hell? I've been here this whole time. Yeah. Like, like why do these people get to be celebrated <laughs> and get to do this and get to do that, but. I've been here this whole time and like I'm still treated like I don't deserve to be here. Correct. Like like we 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 we, we get zero American privilege for, for American. Mm-hmm. We we get we get zero. So mm-hmm. it's like it's not like they're like, "Oh, let's see what the who the Americans are first. Mm-hmm. And cuz like that's what they do for every all the white everything like mm-hmm. 
white Americans, they get cho- they they'll like let's see what they have white Americans first, mm-hmm. and then they'll go out of the country and find mm-hmm. them. They, they use white Americans for like random for roles of all countries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They use white Americans for all for roles of all countries. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 just frustrating. Yeah, that we we don't even have the privilege of doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of, of going out. So like. So when when we request more money for something, mm-hmm. or we request like, hey, we just want to be even, mm-hmm. like, oh, you should start from the bottom. I was like, we we. So wh- why why is it always us? We gotta, it's not not start from the bottom. But why we always have to go undercut our paycheck and not get paid what we're worth? Right. Why right. we always have to do that? Yeah. And, like and and that is it, just frustrating. And I I understand. I, I get it. And so like I guess their mindset is like. Hey, I understand. You're coming from a different country trying to figure it out. So you're like, I'm just trying to get my foot in. So like, like yeah, but where, where, where does our privilege come in? Where, mm-hmm. where does our privilege of, hey, <laughs> we're not going to try to undersell you for everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I understand that. I, I, get, I get that perspective for sure. Because it's like the African-Americans can literally look around and see the fruits of their ancestors' labor. And it must be frustrating to be able to see the fruits of your ancestors' labor and you can't just get it. Like, you have to beg, borrow, steal, fight to get it. And people make you feel like you're out of line for asking for some stuff that you should have. Across the board. Across the board, on every front. So so not white Americans, black West Indians, black African, like, we're all totally like, oh, you're doing too much. I'm like, seriously? Right. It's, <laughs> like, like, it's, it's, it's frustrating. It is, yeah, it is very frustrating. I, I can I can understand and agree with that on that standpoint. Like, black Americans have absolutely not been done right by um, by the the white uh, the white uh, power structures in this country. Like, they just have not been done right, um, and they've never even black Americans have never even gotten an acknowledgement of what happened during slavery. Correct. Like, there's never been a formal acknowledgement like this was wrong. We we didn't do right by y'all. We going to pay what we owe. Like that's yeah. never that's never it's it's always been kind of like I feel like there've been like quote unquote apologies, but there's never been any like actual systemic lasting change to turn around the the fortunes of African-Americans in this yeah. country. So, so like, and, and this is where it comes from. Like, I, I, I disagree with how this frustration is portrayed mm-hmm. and shown, yeah. but this is where the frustration came from Barack Obama being half black, half white, mm-hmm. and Kamala Harris. Mm-hmm. A frustration is, when is it just going to be a black American first? Right. <laughs> right. Because a lot of things... Like there will be a black, but it won't be a black American first, right? And like we're like, all right, but when is it going to be a black American first, right? And I and, and, I, and, and it doesn't it doesn't happen a lot? Yeah, I and that's think, the question. Businesses and everything, yeah. it just it just doesn't, doesn't happen, happen a lot. Yeah, it's like I think people feel like, and I think that kind of plays into the argument that people make about both Barack Obama and Kamala not being really black, because to them, like, like I said, how how it's said is wrong. How it's said, yeah, but like to them, it's like. These these people aren't really a true representative of the type of black that I am, because Barack Obama is half black, but his dad is from Nigeria, correct? Um, I thought it was Kenya. 
Kenya. I'm sorry. I'm thinking about Jadena. I'm, I'm mixing up the biracials. Yeah. Um, but yes, his father is from Kenya, and Kamala's mother is Jamaican. It's, so no, it's, mother, Kamala's mother's Indian. Her yeah. father's Jamaican. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, they have black ancestry, but it's like these people that have ascended into these like halls of of, of you know the highest offices in the land. Somehow, it still it feels like African American people are still being locked out of that. Correct, and 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 it plays into and it's like, is that intentional? Like, correct, and, and, or is and, and, it just kind of? And it kind of plays into, almost plays into, like how we feel about Barack Obama in terms of certain things. Like he was very much um, trying to, like, and it's and he was doing it because he's president. You have to do it, but mm. like how he, like people were uncomfortable with how he appeased to white people and how yeah. he appeased to everything. But like he also was half white, so right. it's like he, he it's just <laughs> right. It's, 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 it's a natural yeah. Like it's like I said, it's not, I'm not saying it's negative. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that like it's just. He is more natural at doing it. Yeah. And I, I think the part of the, excuse me, I'm sorry. I think part of the problem is when a Barack Obama and a Kamala Harris come to positions of power, white people automatically label them as African-American and think, oh, well, what are you African-Americans complaining about? You've got somebody that was the president or whatever, but the Adolfs people are saying, oh, I don't know them. They don't. They can't sit with us. They're not African American. They may have black ancestry, but they're not African American. So we still don't feel like you've given us what we're asking for. Correct. And I think that's the way it's being communicated is is creating that kind of like off putting correct because response. because because Barack Obama and Kamala Harris are catching the strays from our frustration at the structure. Right. So like nobody's frustrated, frustrated with them, them specifically. specifically. We're frustrated at the structure, but they're catching the strays. Yes. And I mean they they, they <laughs> and they I mean they both have said and done slightly problematic things Correct. over time. So it's not like they're completely quote unquote innocent. But you know, it's not they can't help who they are. Like they didn't make themselves. And, and that's what I meant. Like there's because, nothing like, they can do about the fact like, that I their parents you aren't attacking African American. Things that they've done. Yeah. But attacking who they are. They they don't have a choice in that. Right. Like they didn't they, they didn't pick their parents. Yeah, this the, is what the, it is. Their choice is to be the best they can be. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like you can't be upset with them for not relating to the ADOS experience because they're not ADOS. Mm-hmm. Like, they're just not. Yeah. And there's some things about it that they will never understand because that's just not their story. It's not their, it's not their heritage. Um, so, I, <laughs> Which is also why they like Michelle more. Yes, which is why people like Michelle more because Michelle is an ADOS through yeah. and through. Yeah. So like her perspective and thing, people tend to like more. Yeah, I think that's that's why that's the only reason. Uh, not the only reason. I shouldn't say that, but I think that is one of the major reasons that Ados people kind of got on board with Barack Obama because Michelle was one of them. Correct. And so they were like, okay, this dude might be a yeah, yeah, but sis with us. Sis with us. We we going we gonna we gonna roll with it. Sis and her mama is with us, so we gonna roll with it. Um I I I guess while on the one hand I completely understand all of what ADOS is coming from, um, and in reading their website, I completely understand the things they're saying because they talk about, you know, how they feel like their goal is really to like I'll read from their website. 
ADOS, which stands for American Descendants of Slavery, seeks to reclaim and restore the critical national character of the African-American and identity and experience, one grounded in our group's lineage and which is central to our continuing struggle for social and economic justice in the United States. So, you know, they're really focusing on the fact that we've been disenfranchised this whole time. And then their like about page goes into like everything that happened during uh, post uh, slavery, um, Jim Crow era, and just how African-Americans have been kept from really achieving any real wealth as a group um, in this country. And I think that's a very, very real um, concern. And, you know, they talk about, and we've heard this before, how, you know, middle-class kids that were born to middle-class black people are doing worse off than their parents um, due to, you know, college debt and all these other types of things that are going on. So I feel like a lot of what um, their conversation is about is about, you know, African descendants, American descendants of slaves being um, paid what they're owed in the words of uh, 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 Huey Freeman. You will pay what you owe. Um, Shouts to Boondocks. Great show. Um, (laughs) And it's also about they feel them feeling like I don't want to be lumped in with all the other people who happen to be black. Like African-American is its own specific thing with its own specific issues, struggles, things that need to be addressed that don't need to be lumped in with other people. Correct. Because, because I, 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 I think um, it's together and separate at the same time. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of like we can have conversations about how the world views black people mm. as a whole. Yes. But there's also specific things. Right. That African, it, It's like um, when they talk about um, different Hispanic, mm-hmm. right? We could talk about how immigration is in this country and how they treat people of Hispanic origins. Mm-hmm. But Puerto Ricans, Dominicans, mm-hmm. <laughs> Colombians, they have different specific things right. that exactly. they're dealing with exactly. themselves. Yeah, because I think, you know, African-Americans often feel like... <sighs> no, I shouldn't say, like, based on what I'm reading on this website, the statement that they like make kind that, of that organization feels that organization like. feels like yeah. based on what I'm reading on their website, um, ADOS sets out to shift the dialogue around the identity of what it is to be African American in an effort to move the discussion away from melanin and properly center the discussion around lineage. So I think they're really trying to say we don't want to be swept up in just black because that encompasses way too many people and it erases what our specific issues are and the things that we have a problem with as African-Americans. And so we want to redirect the focus of, yeah, black is king, black is great, black is blah, 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 melanin's awesome, all that's great. But at the end of the day, when you separate things out, an African-American fundamentally has different issues, concerns, whatever the case is, than a Jamaican-American or a Nigerian-American, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like they're trying to say, let's not lump us in with everybody else black and forget about the things that are done, that are being done that are harmful to us as a community and to us specifically. Because I do feel, I had, I remember we had a conversation um, with, um, with a friend of ours uh, back in the summer about why is it that um, West Indians can come here 
and do certain things that African-Americans can't do. And, you know, I thought about that conversation when looking at this because African-Americans are fighting with like a, a like 300 pound boulder on their back to get uphill. There's so much like mental baggage that's attached to being African-American and attached to how you move around in this country that it looks like when a West Indian or African comes here, they just skipping. Cause it's just, they don't have that same like baggage. Like I would be a liar if I said that all of us come from great countries. Like a lot of these countries got some jacked up ish going on. Like there's corruption. There's all type of wildness going on. Like it's, it's craziness that goes on. But I think people, I, I'm going to speak as a West Indian. I don't feel like the disenfranchisement that black, that black Americans have. It's not something that I have in my thought process about things. And this is not shade. It's just the experience of being a black American in this country, from what I understand of what I've seen, heard, read, whatever the case is, is like a constant state of being disenfranchised in many, many things. And that plays on your psyche. It makes you feel, it might make you feel like you, you almost go into something with a, ah, they about to pull it on me again. Cause I'm black. And I, and I feel like an African or a West Indian because that's not necessarily our experience in our hometown. We come into things with more hope, I think, because we don't have that, oh, they coming for me because I'm black. I think that there's a lot of West Indians and, and Africans who are legitimately confused when they experience racism or someone treating them as less than because they're black, because that's not a common experience. Mm-hmm. So it's like they're, the approach to how they do things like it's just like I can because I can. Yeah, I, I, there's I, not a well. I, is it going to be this like because because I because there are people who will exclude themselves from certain things. It's like oh, and, and not in a bad way, but it's just like oh, I'm probably going to be the only black person there, and I just don't want to deal with all that, so I'm just not going to do it. Whereas a West Indian or African coming straight from their country, that might not even be in their mind. They they still have like a. I can do it because I can kind of thing. They're not even thinking about, well, the racial implications and the this and the that. So it's like African-Americans are like trying to get the same thing, but it's just, they have a bigger, heavier bag of stuff yeah, on the, the hill. Uh, up it's there a heavier to bag get of it. stuff. And we've seen, we've seen it. Exactly. And you've we've seen, seen, we've seen so many things of like how they act. So like, yeah, your well, grandparents I, I, that's, have I, stories. Yeah. Great, like you've so heard I, this stuff. So I think we've, um, we notice microaggressions more than y'all do. Yeah. We notice them more. So it's like, and, and I think that plays into, like, for instance, like when you, like when you tell me some things that happen at your job, and I'm like, I can't work there. <laughs> I can't do, I can't just deal with that. But I I think West Indians and Africans might deal with it more. Mm. Might be able to deal with that more. Cause like they, they don't see it the way I would see it. Mm. Um, and I think that plays into everything too. Cause like that, that's why like like the first black CEO, so like that, a lot of times they're mixed with something. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times they're not African American because, right. like, they're going through everything. Like they're like, oh, I'm just trying to get this back. Right. Like all the stuff that, that that's going on, I'm like it's it's not that serious. I'm going like we're like, but I don't want to deal with this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to have to deal with this. Like, right. can I can I not deal with this? Right. 
<laughs> like it's like it's it because yeah it, like you said it's one thing to go into the experience just not knowing that that's what's coming and being like oh well what, what's all this as opposed to knowing you've been through it so many times you've experienced it so many times in your life and you're like am i really walking into this willingly am i am i really doing that now nah, i'm gonna head out i'm not even gonna go i'm not even <laughs> <laughs> like and i completely understand if that's your life experience you've constantly experienced that over and over and over from childhood like you're just like i just i don't want to play today i don't want to I don't want to. And I completely get it. I would probably react the exact same way if that was my constant experience from childhood into adulthood, like just constantly being met with all of that. Yeah. Like if, if someone like extra came in with like saying some nonsense to me, I'd be like, what the hell are you saying? Like I, I would, I would be upset. Yeah. <laughs> I, would, I would like give them the, the greatest of side eyes. I'm like, what, why am I here? <laughs> like, I, and then like people would say like, Oh, he, he, he he's like, he's, starting problems and everything right. like that. That's why I said like I I, I think we, we we um we just don't like dealing with certain like, it's just it's just we operate certain ways. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's like and and the, I, I think the biggest thing and I was thinking about it now is that if you don't when we don't separate ADOS from everything else, sometimes it, it gives this aura that we're we are to, where everything's together like everything's fine everything's, everything's great it, it everything's in a good place like everything's fine yeah and i think that is what the problem is. like yeah it gives this aura like oh no look we have all these things that are black yeah. everything must be fine yeah and it's like no those people those particular communities of people those particular those nigerian americans ghanaian americans trinidadian americans whoever those people are okay but that's not speaking for the mass the vast majority of other people because those people have different structures in place to kind of help them build family wealth and stuff like that that African Americans inherently don't always have. I, and I was about to say, I, I think the, like I said, I think it's a bigger diff, it's a difference out here. I think out here it's more of a struggle mm-hmm. for um, ADOSs mm-hmm. um, because it's more, like I said, it's more of a a batch of all kinds mm-hmm. like down south you have wealth but like most of the people down south are black americans also mm-hmm. so yeah. like they so up, up here like i realize a lot of people a lot of the communities who are predominantly black are predominantly west indian mm-hmm. or predominantly african like a lot mm-hmm. of the um wealthy black neighborhoods out mm-hmm. here yeah are predominantly not not african not african-american and so it's like as an african-american seeing that you'd like how do you like how is it that these other black people can come here from somewhere else and live better than me? When my family, my ancestors literally built this thing from the ground up for free and we still have not been compensated for it. So I can kind of see where the frustration comes from. Um, one of the things on their website that kind of had me given a little bit of side eye, like I understood it, but I was just like, uh, I don't know. So this is their agenda. And basically saying, this is what it says. We demand a new deal for black America, which includes, but is not limited to, we need set asides for the American descendants of slavery, not minorities, a throwaway category, which includes all groups except white men. That is valid because white women do qualify as minorities. Mm -hmm. The categorization has allowed Democrats to use program like affirmative action as giveaways to all groups in exchange for, for votes. The bribery must end. That begins with a new designation on the census with EDOS and another for black immigrants. 
Black immigrants should be barred from accessing affirmative action and other set-asides intended for ADOS, as should Asians, Latinos, white women, and other quote-unquote minority groups. In addition, ADOS hiring and employment data must be demanded for all businesses receiving tax credits, incentives, and governmental support, as well as all government agencies, national, state, and local. It is our belief that this will show that there are minimal, if any, ADOS professionals in fields, including but not limited to engineering, medical, legal, and tech. Question. Question. Read the line that was saying um, about the affirmative action. Read that same line again. Hold on. Let me see. Where is it? Black immigrants should be barred from accessing affirmative action and other set-asides intended for ADOS, as should Asians, Latinos, white women, and other minority groups. Like, that kind of made me go... I was, I was trying to figure out what where the intention was. Right. Um, because affirmative action is more than just the... Um, hiring but it's the data mm-hmm. so I, I guess I understand it in terms of the data meaning um, if we have a uh, company like Capital One mm-hmm. right and if they just say this is the percentage of black people we have here it doesn't account for ADA so they can just say that they don't have a problem right 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 yeah, I, I get it from a from a you know fair hiring HR standpoint of why. I, I guess I'm not. I, I guess I I would understand it if they're trying to say the affirmative action should be separate. Right, like it sounds to me like they're saying that they want an affirmative action that's specifically, specifically for, for ADOS. Correct. So, like, I I guess I understand if it's separate without because. I don't think it should be taken away because right. they're, they all have their own concerns. Right. I, I guess, but I do understand in terms of separate. Yeah. Cause I, I but I feel like, I, I feel like I have a problem slightly with it only because it's, it seems like it's, it's sounding like they feel like black immigrants are stopping them from getting certain things or certain things in terms of like jobs and stuff. I, I no I, I I don't I don't think that's what it's saying. I think what it what it comes off is saying is it's putting responsibility on businesses to start focusing on ADAS. I think that's what they're trying to but say. The f- but I, and, I, I, and we I, were talking I, about this before we started the podcast, but it's like most businesses don't differentiate between eight like when you fill out an application for a job like at least with my job where i work at least i think the only options it gives you are african-american slash black like it doesn't it doesn't give you the option to specify so how would a job know that that, a person is ados versus versus not and that's what that's what they're trying to change they're trying to say they're trying to collect data okay they're trying to make it so they have to collect the data now right that the people who you're hiring are they um, black are they um, African descendants of slaves or not but like how like you're assuming that everyone's reporting honestly people won't like I well, ha- yeah. like well, I have but, a regular sounding name I can say I'm ADOS all day long who gonna check me no correct 
And if I and, had a more like but, but, ethnic sounding name, then you know I might not be able to get it off. But you well, know, it, it, like, but it doesn't mean you get benefits if you one or another. It's just for the data for the for the company, right? So like, but like, that's like saying it now. You can put down your white now. I could. Yeah, so like I don't, I don't, do, I don't know. That's a, that's a fair thing because you can put that whatever. Like I think it it, it, it has always worked. It, it's like the census. The census has always worked on the you just putting the expect you putting the right thing. And then I guess I'm just also curious about why they feel like there's minimal there's minimal to zero um, ADOS professionals in the engineering, medical, legal, and technical fields. Um. It's, it's it's just like I I guess it's just their visual of it. I, I like I'm, 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 of course like because I feel I, like I know at least one legit African American and at least one in in all of them that are listed here. Of, of course I it's, it's not zero. It's like I of it's, course it's not zero. But they, I, I, they I, said they're minimal, if any. That's what them people said. I'm reading I'm reading their website. Yes, and that is because and I've I've, I've like, seen, I just want to know I've, where the data is to support. They, these claims that I'm, I'm not there sure are, there are minimal if any ADOS people in engineering medical legal and tech like and what are the parameters of engineering medical legal and tech like that's what I want to know like what we mean do we mean uh, CEOs do we mean people in those higher up positions because I find it very very hard to believe that the numbers are that small in those fields Once and again. what are we saying when we mean medical do we mean doctor are we talking nurse like what are we talking about because you, like, <laughs> I not, just need to see the numbers because it yes, don't make sense. Yes, I think you need the numbers. I'm not sure if they're still collecting the data to find out. The problem is, is that they don't have the data. I think that is the, the, the problem is they don't have the data. And and I understand the feeling is if every time you have seen doctors or medical professionals, most of them are not African American. If you see. Um, a lot of doctors and nurses, a lot of them are not African American. If you see a lot of engineers, a lot of them are not African American. Um, if you like, it, it's, it's, it's not, it's not. If you, if you, if most times when I see one of them, and they're black, most likely, most times they're not African Americans. What I've seen. Gotcha. So I understand where the feeling comes from. Right. But they don't know the actual data right. because they don't. There's no data to collect. Yeah. And I, that is the I problem. understand. I understand. I just they're, they're, I just felt like it was a slightly wild statement, but like it's 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 too it's it's an exaggerated statement. It shouldn't be shouldn't be in there because it's, it's, it's lack of data right for it. But it's to give a sentence that we don't know right, which which I agree with that that data the data they don't know because the data doesn't exist because it's not being collected. Correct. So I do I do get that point um, of of what they're trying to. See, um, they also talk about under their like agenda, like they want the government to address, um, you know, people who have been poisoned by like, you know, the dirty water in Flint and uh, Denmark, South Carolina and other places and, you know, financial compensation for those people. Um, they also talk about um, mass incarceration you know, and that, its effect. That, that, that's African-Americans. Yeah. Um, they also talk about... Um, HBCUs and funding for those, um, which is um, important. I think they're saying um, students who HBCUs attend HBCUs are like they have a mix of all of them, but they they usually are dominated by African Americans. Once again, yeah, 
Um, basically, they said, okay, so I'm just read this bullet point. In the early 80s, America committed to strengthen the capacity of historically black colleges and universities to provide quality education in Executive Order 12320. President Obama undermined that commitment with changes to the PLUS loan requirements. I, I think that's when um, they made it, uh, I forget what they did with the PLUS loans. But like, I think they made it harder for people to get them. We call for legislation to triple the current federal allotment to HBCUs. Schools like Georgetown, built by slaves, have an endowment of over a billion dollars. This is a transfer of wealth from ADOS to whites. Our agenda demands that the federal government fully endow our remaining HBCUs in a dollar amount that meets the budgetary needs of each institution. In addition, ADOS students who attend HBCUs should receive a discount in the form of a 75% tax credit given that our inability to pay the rising cost of, in, of education is directly tied to the racial wealth gap coming from slavery. ADOS who choose schools outside of the, e, the HBCU network should receive a 50% government funded credit. That ain't a bad idea. And I do agree <laughs> that there is a correlation between um, how much college costs and how it affects the wealth gap for, for ADOS people. I do Correct. agree with that. Because mm -hmm. even when students get scholarships and they get this and they get that, there's still, for four years of college, if I still got to take out $10,000 every year, that's $40,000 plus interest at the end of my time uh, when I've graduated. And some of these HBCUs are pricey. That, that's the reason why, pricey. like, that's the reason why they said, like, um, should reparations be school? Yeah, um, that's what it's. That's what. Yeah, I've, I've that, heard that, that, that argument. That, that was a conversation that was having. Was mm -hmm. um, should it should it be um education in school? Yeah, yeah, because I I feel like the le the least that can be done is ADOS people get to go to school for free. Shoot, they built half of them. The least the least they could do is attend and not have to pay for it. Um, they also talk about um college debt being forgiven for ADOS. Um, considering how you know Wall Street was bailed out, they're like y'all could y'all can help these kids. Y'all could y'all could y'all can get rid of their loans. Um, a healthcare credit to play for medical coverage for all ADOS. This would cover surgery, pharmaceutical, and counseling needs. Um, for as an example, we would like to see a lineage therapy whereby ADOS leadership in cooperation with licensed physical licensed therapists and psychiatrists develop a therapy curriculum to help members of ADOS understand and manage their ancestral traumas this therapy should come at no dos no cost to the ADOS community i'm with it um they also say mandate that the government's advertising budget include black media there is no ADOS community without our own media incentivized through legislative action that all major companies spend 10 percent of their advertising budget with ADOS media in exchange for tax credits in addition, mandate that 10% of government advertising for governmental for, um, agencies, armed forces, and other ancillary programs go to majority ADOS-owned media companies. Um, which is not far-fetched, because they do that now with the um, NWBE and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, it's not far off. It's just they want to be specific for that. Yeah. yeah. For um, ADOS, specifically. But yeah. they, they, it's already... It's already um, yeah. There's already a program, so that's not a far off concept. Yeah, that, there's already programs it like that already. Yeah, yeah. I listen, and they want their reparations, running people their money, um, as was promised to them. They forty acres and a mule. I think they said, what is it? They said, Professor Sandy Darity Jr., a leading economist and premier scholar in the area of American reparations, and Dana Frank have illustrated using the work of Vetter Galloway and Klingerman. The gains in wealth to white Southerners from ownership of blacks in 1859 was 3.2 million. 
the value of that debt today is estimated to be somewhere between five and ten trillion dollars depending on the interest rate used for compounding purposes so basically that's the range of which of reparations are owed mm. to black people yep and how that's paid is another story yes, yes. I, 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 those are um so if, if they have the numbers that's well, that was step one step two is how is that paid and that's i think that's what that's what the debate is now is yeah. how would that be paid exactly because like is the schooling like because like just cash is not doing anything yeah because you know that yeah and i mean thinking about the amount of ADOS in this country i don't even think 10 trillion dollars will cover everybody to be honest with you no it's, it's not <laughs> but 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 like it, it, it'll, it'll cover a good amount yeah and like you said how would that be paid out is it is it long is it school loan forgiveness is it land and house like what does that what does that look like for people does that look like debt forgiveness like what does it look like so that would be interesting to see um i, I think you know if you whenever you get a chance go look on their website ados ados101.com and read through what they're talking about i do think some of the people who like subscribe to this group are a little bit fanatical and get a little bit get a little bit crazy which, with the which, which is every group with yeah with the you know the the black policing and you know whatever whatever but i think fundamentally you know what what ados is seeking is is valid and i think you know other people have over the years like taken up the mantle to try to address these things but i think you know they're trying to kind of unify the whole thing and get everybody on the same under the same umbrella to kind of lobby for the same things cuz i think the problem um over the years or one of the problems in addition to you know just general you know racism and trashness is that black people have not been able to get on the same page about what things they want so i kind of feel like this ados movement is trying to like separate itself from all the other black people wants and and try to unify on what ados people specifically want and need correct this government Cause like even to do. The, because the things that they were mentioning were things like I think it was things that um try I guess they're trying to be more universally beneficial. Yes. Because not everybody needs something. Like not everybody needs a place to live. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like like it's just it's not just trying to just break it out little by little. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll be very interested to see, um excuse me, if they're if this movement like has a strong platform. Has a strong platform, gains any traction and we see any actual like progress in what they're trying to achieve come from what what they're um but going forward with but the, the concern would be uh, and the hiccups would always be just power yeah and i'm not sure how many people in power are a part of the movement mm-hmm. and i think I, i've said this before power is more important than money and and like I, I think that that is what what falls a lot of times with um I'll say black people in general. I'm not gonna say that. Like, like they, 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 um, they don't understand the beauty, and they sometimes they think money is power, and it's not. Mm-hmm. But that's the reason why, um, being political is important because that political is power. Mm-hmm. Politics is power. It's not just money. Right. Agreed. And just focusing on politics without power doesn't bring change. Indeed, I mean, indeed. money without power doesn't bring change. Yes. Yes. Yes, I agree with you. So yeah, I guess we'll we'll, we'll, we'll stay tuned to the ADOS activities out there in these streets. Um, if you want to kind of see what the internet is kind of talking about as it relates to this, just you know, hashtag ADOS and just 
read, you'll kind of see the different, you know, viewpoints and thoughts on there. Get educated, learn. I'm learning, you learning, let's learn together. All right. Um, Let us move on to... uh, Yeah, we've been there for a long time. We're at (laughs) at an hour and 19 minutes. Dang. I didn't even feel like it was that long. Yeah. But let us move on to our Artist Spotlight. This week's Artist Spotlight is Loriana May. I actually discovered her today as I was walking. Uh title had some random playlists going and I heard this song I was like oh I like this song I like this girl's voice so Lariana May was born on January 18th 1983 so she's a Capricorn few more days she could have been an Aquarius but you know whatever um she's a singer songwriter um she's most known for her collaborations with CeeLo and B.O.B. um she performed with CeeLo on an episode of uh, The Ellen Show in 2013. Um, she's been doing music for a bit. She's, been, she's from New Jersey. Um, she went to um, a performing arts high school and she did a vocal major there. She's put out um, a couple of albums. She's put out one album officially, um, one mixtape, a couple EPs, and there have been... Um, some singles that she's released throughout the years like she's been active since like about 2003 but really started putting out like official like music for people to like stream and stuff like that in like 2011 so um she has like a really just i don't know i don't know what the right word is for it uh i don't know if smoky's the right term but it's just it's i don't know when you hear it, you'll understand what I mean. There's like a texture to her voice that I really, really liked. Um, and so, yeah, the song I heard today is called Peter Pan. So we're going to get into that right now. It's super, super cute. I think you'll like it.
was Lauriana May with Peter Pan. Like, I'm trying to figure out who she reminds me of. I don't quite know yet, but I like her voice. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to go look into some more of her music and get into it. Like, it's soothing and it's soulful. And it's just, just gives me what I need on a rainy day like today. So go check out um, Lauriana May. Uh, her last album came out, I believe it was last year. And it's called Small Town City Dreams. Came out in 2019. So go find it on the on the um, the streaming platforms and whatnot. Honey. All right, moving on to this week in Random. So I think what is it? Electoral College is voting tomorrow, or fourth? The fourth. Okay, so this week. So hopefully we'll sew this election thing up once and for all and we can stop talking about this. Um, but basically I've been reading the news this week and all of the recounts and all of the places seem to confirm what we all already know, um, that Joe Biden did in fact win the election. I believe they said he's gotten 80, 80 million votes, which is the most uh, votes that a, a presidential ele- a person winning a presidential election has gotten. Um, there was some guy who put up $2.5 million for one of these recounts and that was a Trump supporter. And he's like, I want my money back. Cause uh, he lost. So can I get my money back? I don't know if it's gonna happen for you, sir. You might just you might just have to take that L. It's a very expensive L, but you might have to take that L. Um, Forty five is still stating that he believes election fraud took place, um, even though everybody's saying nah, it didn't. But he said that he will leave, and he did. I think he said something like, if the electoral college votes to basically go on in line with what the popular vote appears to have said, um, they'll be making a grave mistake. But I guess I'll leave. I'm like, okay, whatever. Moving on. Uh, so there was some boxing that happened this past weekend. Um, Nate Robinson, the basketball player, and Jake Paul, who I believe is an NFL uh, athlete. Let me look that up real quick because I don't want to be no whole liar. Um, they had a fight. And uh, all I saw was pictures all over the internet of Nate Robinson just like slumped. Dude knocked Nate Robinson out. Like, clean out. Like, man was just laying on the ground. Like, just unresponsive. I was like, is he dead? So who did he fight? Uh, Jake Paul. I think this is a, this guy. I, I, I don't know why I said he was an um, NFL player. He's some type of YouTuber, um, I believe. And uh, I don't know why they did this, to be completely honest with why you. Why did they do this fight? I don't know. Was, was everyone broke? Um, did people need the money? Because I don't know. Um, yeah, it seems like Robinson never had a, had a chance. Whoever trained him didn't do right by him. He should have got Rocky, um, to train him, but he ain't, he ain't get Rocky. So I don't know who he went with, but, uh, yeah, it didn't go well. Uh, he was down on the ground for like several minutes, uh, before, before he was able to, um, get up. Um, he's, uh, he's, I think after you knocked out, if you get knocked to the ground, depending on how long you're down there, I feel like after a while you're like, I'm just going to stay down here. Right. Like, I, I'm not sure if he was like knocked out that long for like, like, look at this. Look, look at how he fell out. Look, let me, let me run it back for you so you can see. Hold on. Look. Oh, I saw that. I saw that video. Yeah, like I saw, a video, I saw a bunch of memes for the video. I, yeah. I know that was Nate I'm Robinson. like, can somebody I check on Nate Robinson to make sure he's okay? Because people have been clowning him this whole weekend. There's a whole Nate Robinson challenge now. I hate the internet so much. 
But I mean, what else are people doing? People I, are at I, home. I they know. have nothing else to do but to sit down and make up yeah. I know. stuff I know and clown somebody. I, I saw that mean like many times. It was all over the internet on Saturday night. I said, "But the fight just happened. Like, how y'all already making memes and got jokes and challenges already? It happened two hours ago." Yeah, folks, be quick, man. They yeah, be quick. quick. Yeah. And then uh, Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. fought. I think it was declared a draw. I'm not sure why those two old men were fighting, to be completely honest with you. I think it was a draw because there was no knockouts. Yeah, there was no knockouts. Because Tyson would have knocked him out. I mean, they both nice. And they both, you know, were great in their heyday. Yeah, but Mike but Tyson probably would have ended Roy Jones's life. Yeah, Mike Tyson had to like pull, hold back so he wouldn't knock him out. Because yeah. he would have knocked him out. He knocked him clean out. Yeah, apparently Snoop Dogg was commentating the fight. And people are like, oh, Snoop Dogg needs to commentate all the fights. <laughs> Because um, he's great I could see it because People kept saying like Can y'all just give him a contract please That would be great Somebody Anybody Anybody Who's ready to give him a contract But just looking at the video These two dudes look old Like they, they look way too old to be out here This is this is like my dad and them In a boxing match Like what are you doing No shade to my dad But like He's too old to be doing boxing matches Like Yeah It's just, it's just There comes a point in life Where you just gotta hang it up But no, no one thinks that Mike Tyson's not still strong so. No Not like that man literally trained for decades to be him. He ain't never going to turn that off. Like yeah. that's, he's always going to be on go mode every time, all day. It just is what it is. Yeah. Um, hopefully there'll be no rematches. I don't want it. I'm fine. I doubt it. Let's, let's not. Okay. Just, right. just thanks so much. Cause, cause Roy Jones is going to die. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm like, Mike's not going to be so nice the second time if he comes. <laughs> so just, let's just, let's just leave it alone. Let's just move on as a people and just do other things, you know? Yeah. Um, so <laughs> shifting gears a little bit, do you know who the Walls group is? Are you asking me? Yes. 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 Do you know who the Darrell is? I think so. He's the oldest brother. He's okay. the one that does a lot of the leading. So a couple of months back, so there's this guy I follow on Facebook. His name is Larry Reed. And he's like a, I think he's like a former pastor. Now he kind of does like... <laughs> the Christian shade room. I don't know what to call it, but um, he talks a lot about issues that are going on within the church and a lot of the scandals, like with the different pastors, like John Gray or whatever, whatever. So he talks about a lot of that stuff. And uh, so a couple of months ago, a video was circulating of Darrell, which is the oldest brother in the walls group. If you know who they are, the darker skinned one, um, the one that leads a lot of the songs, there was a video circulating of him and what appeared to him it appeared to be him having relations with another man and you know as a gospel singer as a christian you know especially in conservative circles um being gay is just not a go you can be a lot of things but gay is not one of the things that's a go and this video was circulating and i i remember seeing a clip of it and it looked like he was the one who filmed it himself so it was just like, well, who got your phone and put this out? Because it looked like you're holding the camera. So, you know, and then there was like another incident maybe last year where he accidentally posted himself on live, like snuggling up with another guy or something like that. So it's been like all these little like tidbits that have been dropping for years. So it's just kind of like, all right, so he's gay. All right, whatever. Um, but the second time when the video came out, his father called up this Larry guy and was threatening him and they was going back and forth, blah, 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 blah. And Larry was just kind of like, your son, the one recorded this and put it on his phone. And I think we talked about it on the podcast when it came out. And I'm just kind of like, if there's something that you're supposed to be keeping a secret, stop recording things. 
Like that's, it's really very simple. Just if it, if you don't want people to know about it, don't record it. Don't take pictures. Don't document it. It never happened. If you want it to be a secret, like it's, that's it's very simple. Very, very simple. So the young man obviously does not subscribe to that thought process. So this past weekend, another video, which he filmed himself again, came out of him sitting with a guy and they kiss and it looks like, you know, they're giggling, they're in love, they're happy. looks like they're on a little date. They're spending time with each other. They're kicking and, you know, just doing cute couple things. And apparently this video, he posted on his Instagram close friends. So Instagram has like a feature on it where like there's certain stuff that you show to your whole feed. And then there's certain stuff that you only, the only people who are on your close friends list can see. So he had this video of him snuggling with this guy and kissing or whatever on his close friends it got out. So that means someone who is a close friend basically outed him. And, you know, a part of me when I first saw it was, boy, didn't I tell you from last time, stop recording, stop taking pictures if you don't want people to know that you like men? Like, I, I don't think like, what's the he challenge? doesn't want people to know also. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he's... I, I don't, because like, the only person talking is not him. So right. I don't think, I, I think people are just trying to quell and trying to save their own money. Right. Because I'm just like... I don't think... I, like, think, I'm like, I, I, I think he wants people to know. Like I'm like at people, this point, people, is he doing it personally? Personally? Yeah, yeah I think people, I think the I think he wants people to know. People around him keep trying to say like, keep trying. You can't tell people. No, you're and I, ruining, you know what? You're ruining our money. I've heard that perspective. Like yeah. because when the when the other video came out a, month, a few months ago, like his sisters were on Instagram. Like, no, my brother's not gay. I don't know where you guys got this video from, but that's not my brother. I'm like, girl, your brother posts on social media on a regular basis. That's that dude. If I'm not his family member and I know that's him, you know it's him too. I don't know why you're trying to lie to me and tell me it's not him. Yeah, they, so. they, they're just trying to protect their money. Yeah. and Because they, 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 they know that how the gospel community is. Yeah. So, and he, no. Like and he, he, can't, he, 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 he wants people to know. He, people he, keep telling people no. Right. Because the impression that I get from the Walls group based on like just the things that I've heard them say individually and then just stuff I've read, they don't want to be in a gospel group. They don't want to be gospel singers. But it's like they have this talent. Like their parents are very talented. They're also very talented, and they were kind of pushed into this. They start when they were young. They started when they were little and, kids. And any any music group that starts from the teenagers, most times don't want to do it. Yeah, like the older brother wants to be a solo artist. He does not want to be with. Like he wants to be by himself. The two brothers want to be by themselves. The other brother, Paco, already was like, "Y'all niggas can have this." Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go do me. Nobody shocked. And the older brother, I think he wants to get out, but like he kind of made a comment one time on an interview, like he feels like he can't leave the group. It's um people compare him to Twinkie Clark, and if you've seen the Clark sisters movie, you know what that means. But basically, because they're quote unquote the leader of the group, they feel like they can't leave. Correct. And so I feel like, like you said, this is kind of his breaking out. Like, all right, stop. Leave me alone. I don't want to do this anymore. I just want to be me. Do me. Because I'm like, this, this can't or, be something you're hiding or, if you or, keep letting videos. Or in. even if you wanted to still be in the group, he's still like, I'm going to be myself, though. Right. Cause, and he's almost 30 years old. So it's Correct. like, at what point do you just finally be like, all right, look. Yeah. This is what which, it is. Which, and, this, and this is what happens all the time. What happens all the time is like people get so engrossed in it as a child. Mm. And, like, and like, and after a while, they're like, but can I just do what I want though? Right. And I, and I think that's kind of the, the younger brother earlier this year said, I'm through with all that. He dragged the Kojic church by their chinny chin chin. And that's he's kind of, making his own music now. That's kind of what I, what I want to talk about probably next week is mm-hmm. like how Christianity can be 
cultish. Mm-hmm. Because like I think I, I um I am a Christian. I don't think Christian Christianity as its core is a cult. Mm-hmm. But people have made cultish behavior out of it. Yeah, yeah. Like there's definitely they're, certain they're, denominations they're, and certain groups who have definitely created a, a cultish just churches, energy. Just churches in general. Just they've, yeah. they've, they've, they've done cultish things. They've made it cultish. Yeah. You can create a cult out of something. Yes. That is not a cult in its core. Exactly. And I think that has happened many times. Even with that um that show you were watching. What show? With the woman married the grandfather, all that stuff. Like, oh it, my it just, God. Uh, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. If you need something to watch that's going to have you like, girl, what? Real Housewives of Salt Lake City is it. <laughs> I turned on one episode the other day and Mark was looking like, what is going on here? <laughs> like straight puzzlement and bewilderment on Mark's face. I was yeah. like, and I'm trying to explain the story and he's like, I don't understand what you're saying. I'm like, I, listen, I'm just telling you what the people didn't say it on the TV. Yeah, and I, I think people, I, I, that's why I want to, I, I was, I should have thought about that for this topic, but we can do it next week. I'll write it down. So we um, how, um, people make a cult out of Christianity. Mm-hmm. How you, you, you can make a cult out of a religion. Like, I, I, I'm a Christian and I see people culted up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for sure. And yeah. it's just like, guys, guys, you're taking it too far. All right, what's next? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, like, love and light to um, Darrell Walls. Like, he came on Instagram. I guess he deactivated Instagram at some point. Came back on yesterday. And he does these, like, Sunday praise and worship, like, Instagram lives. And he basically came on and did that. So it's kind of like he never really addressed it. And I'm just like, I don't know if he has to. Why, why would he have to? Like He doesn't have to. The brother, the other brother, Paco, was on Twitter. Because Paco, Paco's the family gangster. When something happens with the family, Paco's the one that gets on the internet and says, leave my family alone, run up, run up, get done up. So Paco was like, Paco has a problem with Kirk Franklin. Because when they first got signed, they were part of Kirk Franklin's um, label. Mm -hmm. And I think there was, they feel, I don't know if this is true, but this is based on what Paco has said. They feel like there has been some financial mismanagement with their earnings from their albums while they were on Kirk's label. So basically he was like, leave my brother alone. Uh, And somebody posted something like, oh, I'm just waiting for that other brother to come out. And he's like, I'm not in any closet. That's my brother. I'm minding my business. You do you. I'm the shoot you between your eyes kind of guy. I was like, okay, he's giving me a little, little gang gang vibes, but okay, whatever. Um, but he also said, these are the albums of ours that you can stream if you want to support my brother. Don't stream any of them ones from when we was on Kirk's label. I don't want him getting any more of our money. So I'm very curious to know what the I don't and what the what the like what the what, backstory what I, is of that. But he said it multiple times. So I'm just like, what's really happening here? What I will say is, people think that um. Christian labels are better. Nah, it'd be the same. It's, it, you go, it's the same stuff. It's the same shadiness as the regular like, music industry. Like Kirk Franklin might have a terrible deal himself, honestly. Might be. Like I, I'm surprised he's still in lip because like, and like and like how like he couldn't play songs certain way that verses. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that's, that's what's happening. Yeah. Like 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 he he wrote all the songs, but he don't own them songs. Yeah. I don't think he owns any of those songs. <sighs> well, you know, <laughs> that would be crazy. I don't think he owns any of them songs. That would be crazy. I'll be honest with you. That would be crazy. <laughs> that would be absolutely crazy. Uh, but like, but like, I um, like, yeah, like, and I, I feel like they they mess over Christian artists more than anybody else. Yeah, and I think, and I think that's the that's what Alec like the stuff he posts. It kind of gives me the impression that I think he really went in with a lot of hope mm-hmm. about like. It being the church, he grew up in the church. It was going to be this way. And like, 
it was not that at all. And so he's like, oh, this, he's, he's like, oh, this is a bunch of. Yeah, like, and, and like, like I, said, I, don't, mess. I don't know, I don't know if Craig Franklin was just going by what, like, similar to what deals he's had. Right. Right, like who knows? Because because like like people do go by the standard, and the standard is effed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like he might have just went by the standard, and they was like, "Oh, this this standard's stupid." Basically, because <laughs> the standard is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> so, so so like that 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 might be what it is, honestly. Yeah, but I'll be very interested to kind of see what they do as a group. But to me, it sounds like the group is over because the youngest brother is gone. The oldest brother sounds like he don't want to be a part of it no more, and he's been trying to tell them politely. It's for the it's, last couple of years. You don't want to be a part of it, and it's just like I think it's possible that they can just um, do their own thing and just come back for groups for, for like reunion things, but or just come back and just do like you can be you can be you can do both. Yeah. I just don't know what their deal is. Yeah, because I don't know what their deal is saying they can only do stuff they can in only the group. do certain stuff because I get the impression like they've just I think all of them have just outgrown being in a group. Like they started it when they were kids. Like the oldest brother's thirty, that, that, and then like they're all said. like mid twenties. I think they're just kind of over it. That's like, why I said that you have to have. I think you have to have freedom to do things on your own. Yeah, but I know people. The pressure of the people in the church trying yeah. to say, keep them in the group. Yeah, and I and I think their parents it's, are it's very like, much like, like for, expecting them to like stay together and do whatever. Like Mary, and I feel Mary. like they just don't want to do it. It's like Mary, Mary. I think they stay in the group too long. Yeah, it's I, just think, like, I, think, I think if you stay in the group too long, it go it it, it just becomes resentment of I don't want to do this anymore. Right. Right. I think you should be free to do your own thing. Yeah, and I think but it, I think there's jealousy. Yeah, and, and, I, and I think it's bad when something that started out being fun stops being fun, and it starts being like all this drama. Because it's like I'm sure all of the stuff that's going on has caused issues intra group. Like the siblings now have an issue, and it's like we don't have a problem with one another, but because we're doing business in this group, we now have problems with one another. And it's just like I don't want to do all that. I would rather just go back to being siblings and not do a group. How about that? Correct. Um, so yeah, um, I feel like I've mostly seen people being supportive of Darrell and being like, "Listen, if you like men, you like men. I'm over it." Um, but you know, there's there's the hardcore people. He's going to hell. It's a sin. It's an abomination. And blah 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 blah. And somebody commented and said, "Oh, y'all about to see a bunch of gay people in hell when y'all get there. In heaven when y'all get there." I was like, "You know what? Might be. I don't know. We'll see." Um, kudos. To, I whatever. Go go be great, young man. Um, in other random news, um, so Summer Walker, um, she's an R&B singer, pretty, actually very good singer. Like, I love her voice. Um, but she just be saying wildness. Like, she's she's one of them, like, and this is no shade to the neo-soul um, hoes, as Joe Budden likes to call them. But she's one of those who's all about, you know, chakras and crystals and energy and just be thinking that they deep but don't be having no type of grounding they just be saying stuff because it sounds good so she's one of those types of people so you know you got to take her with a grain of salt but she is dating slash was dating because they do a lot of on and off her producer also known as london on the track and apparently london has like three babies with three different women and he never sees any of the kids and so they've talked about him being a deadbeat multiple times summer is now pregnant by london and is now realizing that he is also going to be a deadbeat like he was to the other three kids. And it's like, girl, what did you think was going to happen? Like, I just, I just want to understand, like, why, why do girls or women in general think that they can be the one to turn a man around? If he has three whole babies and still is a deadbeat to them three, he's not going to suddenly be a great father to number four. It just doesn't make any sense. It just doesn't. And I'm like, girl, you messing up your whole, like, career trajectory and what it is you trying to do 
as an individual having a baby behind somebody who you already know before a child is born isn't going to be there to help you in any capacity like because she posted this whole thing on twitter or not twitter on instagram she was like you know i really i really tried to get him to be more involved in his kid's life but he just you know i tried my best but he just couldn't do it and i thought things would be different this time but now i realize it's just going to be me myself and i taking care of our little baby at least i have the means to take care of my baby ourselves. i don't need anything from him blah 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 but it's just like but girl the internet was trying to tell you the people kept trying to tell you break up with that man because there was a video a couple of a couple of months ago where he was like they were on live and he literally like grabbed her by the neck in like a chokehold and i was just like y'all don't want to take this down like this don't look crazy to you it looks like he's abusing you like and then when i heard she was pregnant i was like some girls be so dumb and so smart at the same time just dumb just dumb so prayers up for her hopefully she get her life together her and her baby will do good and do bad by themselves without London. Um, so uh, this past week, um, Toby Nguigwe, Black Thought, and Royce the Five Nine put out a song together. It's called Father Figure. I like how Toby's doing these things. He's giving us a different color scheme every time. So Mark is playing it right here. I don't know if he's going to play the whole thing or not, but... Figure. I'm your father figure. Hey. I swear I'm their father figure. Hey. But yes, that uh that song is like hot fire. Like Get it's just it. it's lyricist fire. Like when I first saw the listing of who it was, I was like, Black Thought and Royce the Five Nine? Oh, they're coming to bar us to death. Let's go. I'm ready. I'm like, I love the one with Crit. This one I'm like, okay. Like, I'm like, what you coming with next? Is you giving us an Andre verse? Cause that's that would just mwah, kiss. Kiss, chef's kiss on the album. He is not. I, I saw the track list. Oh, okay. Damn it. <laughs> a girl can dream, can't she? Yes. A girl can dream. Yes, you can um, dream. <laughs> and then I guess in kind of music music news, so the Grammy nominations came out um, for the 2021 Grammys, which will happen in January. Um I just want to know like when black people gonna stop complaining about the Grammys not recognizing black people. I, I just want to know that because I mean they, they don't always do a great job like Beyonce got a good amount of nominations um, this time around for Black Parade and um, 
for the Blackest King, um, whatchamacallit, um, movie. I think there was uh, the best soundtrack or some, some category like that where she got nominated for. Um, the best new artist category I'm very interested in. Um, they got uh, D Smoke, Chica, and Meg The Stallion in that category. So I'd be very curious to see who comes up for best new artist. I'm not really sure why D Smoke is there. I, I don't know. Because if D Smoke is there, Toby could have been there, to be honest. Yeah, with I'm you. like, I don't know why D Smoke. Like, and D Smoke is talented. Yes. I don't want to take away yeah, the no, fact no shade. It's no shade. So but shade. why is he there? I don't know. There's I haven't no. heard his song anywhere. I don't know. Somebody knows. Okay, people know. People know. Okay. Um, I don't. I think, I think he signed on Netflix also. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. You know what's gonna happen, but I feel like people were doing a lot of. I feel Drake said something like the Grammys never respects us. We gotta make our own awards. I'm like the BET Awards. We already we already have our own. I don't like. I saw a lot of people saying we need to make our own awards. I'm like the one we already have. That we've had for 15 years that one yeah just don't support it y'all just don't support it y'all act like y'all too good to come to it and yeah. i remember like you know there was somebody who like cried when they got their bt award and the internet was clowning them like oh you really crying over a bt award and like yeah like that's that means a lot to some people it's like we gotta stop like black artists just have to just stop getting being surprised that the grammys don't just be grammy in they, that the grammys just be grammy in like they they're very sketchy about black artists and black music, and they don't always uh, respect it sometimes. And you just have to just be okay with that. I, honestly, and just I, decide my, my, that you're not going to be validated by what the whether the Grammy says your music is good or not. Honestly, I think that the award show shouldn't be by genre at all. What should it be by? It should say party track. Inspirational track, um, track to drive to. <laughs> okay, Mark, you're. I'm 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 actually dead serious. Oh, I know you are, because okay. I think this all this all the songs cross genres, and what they many do, do yes all the songs cross genres, and I feel like what they do is just put all the black people in three categories. Yeah, they that's put true. all the black people in hip hop, R and B, and gospel, mm-hmm. and like that's why it, it looks crazy. Word. So if you just do it that way, it does, it's like, oh. You what think if, that would be an equalizer? Yeah. What song is better to party to? <laughs> well, it depends on what you're into partying. What, 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 what do you, what, exactly. And that's the point. <laughs> I mean, that would be a very large category. It's, it can still pick, for, for, like, what song inspires you? What song is, has the best lyrics? Like, just things about the song instead of the actual genre. Okay. I think award, an award show like that would be the most ideal. Gotcha. Okay. All right. That's that's a concept. Maybe we can we can pitch that to somebody out there who's who's got the juice and can do something about that. Word. Perhaps. Uh, juice. And uh, what's his name is going to be hosting? Trevor Noah is going to be hosting yes. the Grammys. I may I may watch. I may not. It depends on who's performing. To be honest. I mean that's what I watch it for anyway. Like. It's not like they actually do any awards on the actual Grammys. I feel like all it is is performances, 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 and then they announce like three awards and that'd be the show. So at least the televised portion that we see. But I'd be interested. I'd be interested to see um, where, it, where it goes. So yeah. Um, that's that on that. What's next? Nothing. That was it. That was all I had. Okay. Let's get out of here.
let's go let's go let's go we appreciate everybody for listening yes. we appreciate you we appreciate all your listeners we really do yes we love y'all go find us love, on love 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 y'all on the socials all love no fear pcast um all love no fear p1 on twitter and then you can email us all love no fear pcast at gmail.com or contact at all love no fear pcast.com um our facebook page also all love no fear podcast go like us tell a friend to tell a friend uh yeah we have fun over here we do fun things and we want you guys to do fun things with us and we want to share the fun things with you and your friends we appreciate it we do we appreciate you so much and with that said we we bid bid you adieu uh-huh uh-huh yeah boy yeah yeah. it's the all love no fear podcast hey it's the all love no fear podcast check us out it's the all love oh no fear podcast Podcast, podcast. Uh uh-huh uh-huh all love oh no fear podcast hey